0: Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network is a Moonsault Media production and is intended for private use only. For more information, contact RetromaniaPodcast at gmail.com. You're listening to a Cool Truth Podcast Production.
1: Alright, what's up, what's up, what's up, cool down with AC, Cool Truth Podcast Productions, Retro Mania Wrestling podcast network, I got a quick hitter for y'all right now, a quick reaction, an instant reaction, and it's not to the pay-per-view, it's not to the GCW show, it's not to the NXT show, it's not to the Clash at the Castle, the WWE show, this is an instant reaction, believe it or not. To the AEW Media Scrum. And wow. (laughs) I mean, I don't know if it's just me. (laughs) But if you haven't heard it yet, um, head to YouTube, look it up, AEW Media Scrum for All Out. Uh, You could also go to my Twitter page. I will share it. At AC cooldown at AC cooldown on Twitter uh, I'll share it there uh, so you could grab it and listen to it um, before you listen to this while you're listening to this after you listen to this I would suggest probably you do uh, listen to it um, it there, it's weird I, I don't know how the uh, final uh, recording is gonna be but I picked it up while I was alive. So it had like that 10-minute period where it's like the media scrum is going to start. So you had to wait like 10 minutes. And I was trying to uh, forward and reverse and try to pick it up at the right point And shout out Hollywood Edwards for uh, sending it to me and be like, <clears throat> CM Punk's going nuclear right now. And this is what kind of tipped me off to that. And uh, we're going to talk about that. And I'm just going to kind of go in order of how the scrum went. And uh, I think we could get to it all very interesting I found it fascinating uh, entertaining I'm not so sure in a good way for AEW though to be honest with you uh, but I just want to break this down and I'm going to try to stay away from getting into specifics about the actual pay-per-view all out because uh, we will do that with the boys on Cool Truth uh, we'll be recording that podcast on Tuesday night so you will get it uh Late Tuesday night, early Wednesday morning, um, and we'll do uh, All Out, Class of Champions. And um, I am going, I haven't watched it yet, I'm going to watch the GCW show. So, I'm not promising I'm going to do a uh, Cooldown with AC quick hitter on it. If it uh, is warranted, maybe I will. We'll see after I watch it. But, uh, man... I was in the mood to podcast anyway tonight. And, um, I knew it was late for the guys and tomorrow's Labor Day and family stuff. And I get it. And it's hard to do it on a Monday like that. So, uh, we decided to wait till Tuesday. And honestly, like, I really do want to let the pay per view marinate. And, uh, I might even watch it again, to be honest. Or at least some of it, because there's some stuff I really don't want to watch again. Um,. But I want to get into this media scrum, and we're just going to pick up where it started. Um, and basically, it, uh, it goes from uh, CM Punk with Tony Khan to uh, Keith Lee and Swerve with Tony Khan, Tony Khan to Tony Storm with Tony Khan to Chris Jericho with Tony Khan. And then there's a Q&A just with Tony Khan afterwards. So we're going to get into all that and kind of try it, tie it together. Um, I don't think this will be too long, but uh, there's, there's stuff we need to hit here. And, man, you could go out from a lot of angles. And, boy, CM Punk, Phil Brooks, he did not hold back in this situation. Now, I get it from one perspective where the guy sits down. He just had a main event match at a pay-per-view. And immediately he's getting questions about uh, Colt Cabana and the whole situation, which obviously ties into uh, what's going on with Hangman Page and all this stuff that's been going on with AEW over the last few weeks. And he immediately goes into Scott Colton. Which is, and I didn't listen. I'm not one of these guys, I don't look up the real names and all this crap. I, I had a very good idea who he was talking about. So he's talking about Scott Cole, and, and all of a sudden it's like, I haven't dealt with this guy or thought about this guy or wanted to deal with this guy in almost a decade, which it's probably more like seven or eight years, not a decade, but he used the word decade. I paid his bills until I decided I didn't want to pay his bills, and lawsuits happened, and through discovery, we found out that, you know, he had a shared bank account with his mom, and then he didn't want to go through with the lawsuit, and he wants to settle, and I originally had offered him money, and just a lot of stuff, and I don't care where he works, where he wants to work, where he thinks he works, where he's going to work, and the whole thing. And you know, from one perspective, I get it. Um, This is probably the last thing that he wants to be talking about after the all-out pay-per-view, and I I get that from that point. But he goes, he doesn't stop there, though. And this, you have to watch it because um, it's he—he's he jumps from it back to it uh he's definitely got some kind of issue with brian alvarez he kept going to alvarez um he talked a lot of shit to the media let's just i listen i have no use for the media i have no use for dirt shit wrestling media either so i really don't care i don't give up i don't give a you know what if there's media there that didn't deserve his wrath okay fine whatever uh, most of them do. Let's be honest. I don't even. Care. Even if you want to sit there and be a Mr. Nice Guy and you know, hi Tony, great pay per view. This is why I never watched a media scrum because I, that's what I thought it was. And then I watched this today and I'm like, wow, this is more entertaining than a fucking pay per view. But anyway, he starts going into, jeez, <laughs> he's like, you know, these young guys who don't know shit and don't want to hear shit and don't want to learn shit. And he's going on he he called out Hangman Page by name again and was basically like, you know, I mean, this is and I shout out to my boy Diamond Dave Rosenbooth, uh, kicking out a two podcast right here on Retromania uh Wrestling Podcast Network, my boy over there. And he you know, he made a great point. Did CM Punk ever, you know, did did they have a conversation in the uh in the back? Did uh, did Khan try to get them together? Um, This is a little my additive. Like, was there no... Because he cuts a promo for TV, uh, which clearly no one knew was going to happen. And and I've said this many times on the show, and I still stand by this. Gangman Man Page is a pussy for not dealing with this. I'm sorry. I don't care. I don't care if you like my terminology, don't like my terminology... I've been doing this podcasting thing on and off for a long time. I've always, we call it cool truth for a reason. Because we're going to keep it real and we're going to keep it true and we're going to keep it raw. And the raw truth of it is, he's a pussy for not dealing with it. I'm sorry. Even if you deal with it taking the high road, you need to deal with it. And I'll tell you this, before we get into all this other stuff. And I texted this to some of the boys out there. Shout out Conda, Smitty, and Sean. Tony Khan should have put the EVPs on this scrum after what happened with Punk. And if they don't want to do it, they should not be EVPs. When when are the EVPs going to answer for what's going on? Because I'll tell you this, CM Punk sat there and called out Hangman Page again. Literally, basically, I mean, I, I think he might even call them a pussy this time. I think, I think he even directly did. I have to go back and listen. I maybe, I maybe I misheard it. But he, if he didn't call him a pussy, he came pretty close again. And this wasn't in character. That was Phil Brooks. You, his, his demeanor, uh, his vocals were different. And I'll tell you this about Tony Khan. Bro, I listen, I don't know if I'm ever going to make it big doing this podcasting thing. The likelihood is probably nil anyway. But let's just say it did and I had an opportunity to interview Tony Khan. After this show and what I'm about to talk about throughout this show, it will never happen. I promise you. Because I'm going to tell you something right now. Tony Khan sat there like a little bitch. Period, point blank. Watch it for yourself. And you tell me. You tweet me and tell me. Go to my Instagram, at AC Cool Down. Go to the Cool Truth Podcast Productions Instagram, at CoolTruthPP. Send me a DM. I don't care. And tell me I'm wrong after you watch this that Tony Khan isn't a little bitch. I don't care how much money you have. I don't care if you own the company. He sat there. And let CM Punk, let Phil Brooks, let whatever character he was in or whoever he was being at the time, basically destroy ninety percent of his roster. He even took shots at MJF. the The only guy he mentioned by name and said anything nice about was Adam Cole of all people. He called him a sweetheart. I mean, I'm like, sweetheart? Is that? I don't know if that's what I would go with, but okay. Adam Cole's a sweetheart. I just want him to get healthy, blah, blah, blah. That's great. And, I, listen, we all want Adam Cole to get healthy. We want Adam Cole on TV. Except for the WWE fans who all of a sudden hate him. And that's another story. That's another story for another day. But, man, for Tony Khan to just sit there. And then there was one point where Nick said something, and I should I should have no-sold it, and I made a comment, and, and Punk is like, oh, it's okay, Tony. It, it, you know, Punk's eating... He's eating. Is just weird. He's like pulling all these cans out. They have like all this stuff on the table. And I'm like, are they trying to the advertising? Because you're showing me the back of the can, not the front. What is what is going on here? So Punk goes into all this. Destroys. He he mentions, he mentions the EVPs. Yeah, they're mad at me. Bah, bah, bah. If they have a problem, come see me. Well... You know, it's easy for Punk to sit there and say, hey, if you have a problem, come see me. Well, you had a problem with Hangman Page. Did you go see him? Let's be let's be fair for a second. Did he go see Hangman Page face-to-face, or did he go out in the middle of the ring and cut a promo on live TV? Or did he come out today and decide to bring it up when he was talking about Cole Cabana? And I understand it ties all together, and I understand he's probably upset about it. But you say, come see me, But did you go see him or did you just talk to the media or talk on live TV? We all kind of know the answer to that question, don't we? But it was nuclear. It was crazy. Um, Because I don't remember all the words, I don't want to try to paraphrase and put things in his mouth he didn't say. So I would suggest going back to listen to it. It was the beginning part of it. And Tony really sits there. And doesn't say a lot. It's Tony, this is what I got from Tony sitting there. I'm kissing Punk's ass right now. But I don't want to say too much because I don't want to piss off my friends, the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. And I got a little egg on face. No, actually, I take that back. I have a lot of egg on face. And I eat a lot of crow over the reaction to Cody. Now, I still stand by the fact that Cody said a lot of things when he was not with WWE and he did go back there. But what I will say is I do not blame him for leaving AEW after what I've seen since he left, after what we heard about what was going on, and then what we saw tonight makes me think it's worse than we even know. The three biggest mistakes Tony Khan ever made is making these guys executive vice presidents, letting Cody get away, and bringing in CM Punk. And most of you listening to this are going to tell me I'm wrong because Punk's the ratings draw and Punk's the the guy right now and he's holding the title belt and all this crap and This and that. But I'm going to tell you something right now. CM Punk is going to do what CM Punk wants to do. Whether it's best for business, not best for business, it doesn't matter. And Tony Khan has another very, not just a big, he has a nuclear problem on his hands. Some of which is his own creation. And it's CM Punk. Whether you want to take Punk's side against... Cole Cabana or Adam Kate Adam uh, Adam Page or against Omega and the Bucks or whoever else he's beefing with, he is going to be a huge problem behind the scenes for Tony Khan. And I all o- I often wonder if this is if Cody's sitting back there saying, yeah, listen, listen. You know, this is what I saw coming. And, and and you know what? I'm going to give you an example of why I think this, and that's Chris Jericho, who was part of this Scrum too. Now, I'm going to take exception with him in some cases as well, but at the same time, when I saw Chris Jericho sitting next to Tony Khan, not only was Tony Khan's demeanor different, You saw a professional there. CM Punk could be the biggest draw in that company. He's not a professional. He's not a professional. And nobody will convince me different. So they went to Keith Lee and Swerve, Swerve in their glory, won the tag team titles. And uh, they are surrounding Khan. The titles are on the table. Uh, if you're looking at the screen, to your left is Keith Lee, to your right is Swerve, and Khan's in the middle. And opening this was Keith Lee basically putting the acclaimed over, which I thought was pretty cool. Uh, talking about uh, you know how far they come, how great the match was, blah, 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 blah. Um, a lot of this seemed to be... kayfabed and shoot and it it was very tough to follow who was doing what like i felt like lee wanted to go positive and swerve kind of took it in a negative way and then Khan wanted to get into a booking aspect of it and then so basically how this all played out was they started talking about the match like i said lee went into positive stuff swerve Went into some of ego stuff, which is okay. I uh, never problem here. And Khan wasn't really saying much. And then the media started going to the wrestling media, which, I mean, it's the media because it's all fake anyway, right? I mean, whether it's wrestling media or real media, I mean, sports media, political media, it's all fake, right? Let, I mean, let's be real. But anyway, that's rather here nor there. They started bringing up the fact was this. The most opportune time to call an audible. Um, like I said, I don't want to get into particulars of the pay per view, but I will say this this was my favorite match. And it clearly was super over with the crowd. And they were trying to make the point what, that if the acclaimed wasn't supposed to win, which obviously they weren't because they lost, was this the time where you call an audible and say, let's give the crowd what they want? And then Swervin Lee. Their demeanor kind of changed a little bit, and they went into a, Well, if you want to win them, you got to take them from us. And we did all this stuff in the business and all the things we've done and this and that. Now, I'm not trying to take anything away from Swerve and Keith Lee. I have a lot of respect for both guys. I saw both guys work in the indies. We, uh, A lot of us saw Killshot and Lucha Underground. We talked about it on the last show, how far he's come, how... Different swerves. I saw him as Shane Strickland for XWA. Um, I saw key, one of my all-time favorite indie matches ever was Keith Lee and Dijak when they did their run through uh, the indie scene across the country. Uh, I saw two great matches, one for N.E.W. Well, both for N.E.W. one in Bethany, one in Waterbury at the Pal. Um, I, I, immense respect for both guys. But this sitting there and all the things I've done. And Keith Lee went to that. He doesn't pay attention to social media, and Swerve sends him this and that, and they they go into this whole thing, and then he starts talking about all the things he done. He's done, and again, no disrespect to Keith Lee, but I, I, I mean, it was Ric Flair sitting there? Was was Sting sitting there? Was Chris Jericho even sitting there at that point? Not to mention Hogan, Rock, Macho, Austin. P- pick your guy. Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, Triple H, I, 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 Dusty Rhodes. You Bruno San Martino. How many names do you want me? How many I mean, and I don't know how we could we could take it down a notch. Kurt Angle. Brock Lesnar. Hell even fucking Roman Reigns at this point. Hell even the Miz. And I'm not saying this to knock Keith Lee, but all the things I've done. When? Where? The indie stuff was great. The things that we've seen was great. You're good in NXT. You flamed out on the main roster. Your AEW run's been average at best, and I'm being nice. And then tonight, they go into this thing where they're taking all the credit for how good the match was. And I love Max Caster. I'm going to tell you something right now. And again, I, I, I really didn't want to do this, but I'm just going to say it. Bowen stole the show. Bowens stole the show. Go back and watch it. I will. Bowens stole the show. It doesn't matter what Keith Lee's done in the wrestling business and how many variations of Killshock, Swerve, Shane Strickland we've seen. Anthony Bowens stole the show in that match, period, point blank. I don't care what they said in the scrum. So then Tony Khan says, well, we have, he didn't, so before we get there, he did not want to answer the question about calling the audible. And I texted this to my boy, boy Sean, and he agreed with me. This is the same problem he has with Punk. Lee and Swerve run Khan. He doesn't run them. Punk runs Khan. He doesn't run them. Every person that sat next to Khan run him, except for Tony Storm. And Chris Jericho probably could, but he's probably too professional to do it. I'm just throwing it out there based on what I saw tonight, and we'll get there. So Khan throws it out there that, hell, I, well you know, we're thinking full gear. He goes, wait a minute. We got Grand Slam, Dynamite, and Rampage happening in, you know, three weeks at Arthur Ashe in New York City. And I have to tell you, they, if they want to live up to last year's Grand Slam with Danielson and Omega, the one hour time limit match, I was in the building. I was in the building. They have a lot to live up to. So he brings up maybe. That's a perfect time for a rematch. The Acclaimed versus uh, Swerve in Our Glory for the tag titles. And Swerve, well, fuck that. What, what, why do they get a rematch? You don't just lose and get a rematch and da-da-da-da-da. And Lee, you know, acted a certain way. And then it was like this weird, like, are they in character or are they not? Do they just not want to wrestle them again? And then it's like, well, fuck that. You're the boss. We'll do whatever you want to do. And then Swerve, go, Swerve before he gets up, says, somebody get, get hurt. That's all I'm saying. And then Lee says, I'm not saying that. And then Tony Khan, they get up, they hug Tony Khan and go away. And I'm like, what the fuck did I just watch? What is going on with this company? Could you could you imagine an executive, an owner of like, shit? If if I treated my boss like that, I'd be fired. The only guy's hugging him. First of all, he shouldn't be doing these media scrums. If you if you can't tell that by what we're talking about already, I can't help you because he shouldn't be doing them. But he is, so we're going to react to it. (sighs) So now he has a little break. He's kind of answering questions, but waiting for somebody. And in comes Tony Storm. Now, this is where it gets into the lovey dovey Storm. This is the greatest place I've ever worked. I didn't know what I was going to do in my career. Tony Khan, I love him. I came here. I've never been around women who wanted to do so great. This is the, you know, everything's roses... When Thunder Rosa comes, and then it's when Thunder Rosa comes back, I'm gonna kick her ass. I don't like the fact that's an interim title, but it is. When she comes back, we could get rid of that interim. But until then, I'm the champion, and da 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 da. And she gets a little bit emotional there, and the whole thing. And again, I don't want to get into too many specifics on the show. I'm gonna address her emotion. On the pay-per-view breakdown because we need to talk about it. And there's one thing about doing it in a media scrum. There's another thing about doing it during or after a match. But we'll get there. Um, There wasn't a lot to take away from this. Khan was more engaging while she was talking than while others were talking. And I don't remember the exact comment. But he almost made it seem like that was going to happen. But you could watch that for yourself and see if you caught it or not. And, um, you know, the, again, there really wasn't much to that. Here we go. I want to wrestle with Jamie Hayter. We wrestled around the world before. I want to wrestle her again, blah, blah, blah. So you're probably going to see Tony Storm and Jamie Hayter. I'm sure Britt Baker will be somehow involved. You know, we'll get to that again on the show uh, later in the week. And interesting, no hug from Khan. I mean, he... <laughs> He's Khan's like, I, I'll hug the guys, the women. No, go away. I, I don't need the lawsuits. I don't need my company getting ambushed, taken from me. I, I I'd just rather let the inmates steal my company from me while I still own it than actually like hug a woman and get sued and then get fired. And my company taken away from me, like happened to Vince McMahon. <laughs> Maybe I'm reading a lot into that, but he gave her like a wave and a nod. and was like, yeah, I'm not hugging you. It was very weird. I mean, maybe he's gay. If he's gay, that's fine. I don't care. Like, it's whatever. I mean, the guy's, he can do whatever he wants. Like, I, I just found it interesting that he hugs all the guys and not the girls. And I'm not making it, I'm not saying he's doing that because he's gay. I, I think there may be a reason, like, he's actually nervous about being sued or something. Like, maybe Shad Khan was like, dude, no girls. Don't touch the girls. <laughs> but I didn't notice that that happened. So then they're trying to ask Tony questions again. And it seems like he's trying to get somebody back there, but they're not coming. And in my mind at this point, I'm like, please, please let it be the Bucks, Let it be Omega in the Bucks, Please. Because here's what I want. I want them to sit down and the first question to be like, CM Punk sat that that seat right there 15 minutes ago and tore apart you, tore apart Adam Page, tore apart half the company, and your owner sat there and didn't say a word, so what's your thoughts about that? If you don't want to hear an answer to that, you're crazy. I mean, that I am like, I'm locked in on this now. If, if, if I was a wrestling journalist, I'm just a fucking asshole in the basement doing a podcast reacting like a fan. That's all we're doing here. So I know I would never consider myself a journalist. And if I ever act like I am, please slap the shit out of me. Because I never want to be that. But if I was, I would be actively trying to get a quote from Adam Page, from Kenny Omega, from the Young Bucks, from Cody Rhodes, from anybody. Anybody who's going to give me a... Uh, A clickbait quote on CM Punk right now. And if you're not any... Alvarez and Meltzer and all these assholes must be going nuts for it. I'm sure Cornette's going to go ballistic on his podcast over this fucking scrum. He's probably going to talk about that more than the fucking show. But anyway... Finally, we we realize this is Chris Jericho they're waiting for. So he comes out, and he's Jericho, and... uh, He's in business mode. And you know, I used the word earlier in the show professional, and that's exactly where this went. And again, you can see Tony Khan's comfort level change. He's engaging, he's actively in the conversation, he's not looking like he wants to take a gun and blow his brains out like he was for the first two people for the first two uh interviews and I'm watching this and I'm listening to Jericho and if you listen to Jericho, you get a very very different picture of what AEW is. And he made some comments where he said, hey, listen, this is what we wanted to build. This is what we wanted it to be. We want people who want to be on board on that. They brought up the talent meeting. He basically said, hey, we don't want leaks and first thing we get is leaks, but yes, it happened. I don't want to get into particulars because we're not supposed to be leaking this. But anyway, we want everybody to be on the same page, and we know everybody's not going to get along. But da 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 da, and you know, and Tony Khan makes the point many times throughout this, throughout this uh, media scrum, which he's made already going into the pay per view. That oh, you know, wrestlers they don't always get along, and this is you know they you know ah, dude, they want to fight each other and this and that. And listen, there is no walk of life where you're going to get along with everybody you deal with. There's no walk of life where everybody you're around is going to get along with each other. Your own families don't get along with each other, right? You always have a little dynamic. Certain people don't get along. Best friend groups, worker situations, we get all that. But let's be honest for a second here. Some of the great wrestling that's been done in history have been done by guys who love and respect each other. Austin and The Rock, right? I mean, D- Dusty and Flair. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I mean, who think you think think oh, with Triple H and Shawn Michaels and countless other people. You know what I mean? I, I, listen, there's other examples where people don't get along. I get that. Uh, but. This idea that you're going to have all this tension and all this infighting like they have right now, and that's a positive? What? But some of what Jericho was getting, you know, and Tony Khan, he's a numbers guy. Like, I'm a numbers guy, and we're doing great. They're they're talking about how great AEW is doing this year. Uh, we're doing great, and the numbers, and with John and Chris, were doing their thing. The numbers were going up. And now we got, and now, and then Jericho's going into this thing with Danielson. I wish I've wrestled them across the world for all these years. We could do great things, which they probably could. They probably could have done greater things when they were both much younger. Whole thing. This, it was like the first time I, he even said it was the first time I wrestled Taker. Uh, He's talked about things he learned from Vince McMahon. Uh, Very positive. Somebody asked him about doing a Fozzie show after Rampage. And he was like, "Ah, I can't really do that. It's really tough. When I do wrestling, I'm in a wrestling mindset. When I do when I do Fozzy, I'm in a musician mindset, which is fair. Um, You know, again, not a super lot to take out of this. He didn't touch on any of the controversy, really. Uh, So then he goes, and it's just Tony Khan, and then you start getting into the meat and potatoes of this again. And then Khan's going, again, the whole thing, where, oh, you know, sometimes guys just don't get along, and it's a good thing, and we're We're fighting for this, and we're fighting for that. And then they start asking him about the pay-per-view numbers, and he starts admitting that this All Out will probably not do as much as last year's All Out. It's still going to be good, it's still going to be one of our better shows, but it's not going to be as much as last year's All Out. And it's not going to be as much as Double or Nothing this year, which was their biggest pay-per-view. But we're going to do our biggest pay-per-view numbers ever. So I was like, okay, so how do we know this? They do Revolution. They do Double or Nothing. They do All Out. And they do Full Gear. So, okay, so Revolution was the biggest one ever for Revolution. Double or Nothing was their biggest pay-per-view ever. And the biggest double or nothing ever. And then we're going a little bit back on All Out. So wouldn't you need a really strong showing for Full Gear to make that statement? No, he doesn't. Because what he also revealed in this, and I didn't think of while I was listening until he said it, is he is now factoring in Forbidden Door. Well, wait a second. You're claiming you're going to have your biggest pay-per-view numbers ever this year. But what you're failing to mention is you are now selling five pay-per-views, not four. And then he went into the fact that um, Forbidden Door probably had the most buys they've ever had. But so much of it was international where the price was cheaper. It wasn't the biggest grossing pay-per-view they thought, although it did the most buys. And he's saying this pay-per-view should gross more, even though it's less buys. And I'm like, I'm sitting here and I'm like, oh, here we go with the demo god bullshit. We won the demo and we're first place in cable. And I listen, that's all great. That's all great. That's all, you know. But listen, I understand he he's not going to sit there and kill his company and say things aren't going well. But for him to actually sit there and admit that this pay-per-view is going to do less than the last all-out. Now, mind you. Both, both of these pay per views were punk involved. He <laughs> first came in, it was his first pay per view. The last one, I know he had, and he headlined this one for a title and was winning the title. And everybody knew he was going to win the title. And the buys are down a little bit. Mm, interesting. Could some of your other controversy be now hurting your business model? Can we, can we at least think about that? Then, this is my biggest takeaway of Tony on his own. He starts talking about how, well, last year and the year before, we didn't compete with other wrestling shows. And now we were the third wrestling show of the weekend. And I have a pretty good idea of why that is. Because we were so successful the last two years. Well, hold on a second. What what are we comparing this to? And what two shows does he mean? Is he talking about... I mean, obviously one of them is Clash at the Castle, right? Is the other one NXT? Is he talking about GCW on Fight TV? So he, I'm guessing he's talking about NXT. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Their pay-per-view model is very different than yours. Because they have something called Peacock, where people just have Peacock and watch the show. So what What two shows charged a pay-per-view fee that might have come in to cut into your pay-per-view sales? I'd love to hear what they are. And, and these idiots, idiots, if you're listening, in the media, sit, I need to think of this for you which is why I never call myself a journalist because I' I'm, I'm not even gonna say why are sitting there going Look, he's, he's, Tony there's three shows Listen what Tony said. Oh great. Hey Tony, great show. I'm AJ, and uh, I noticed that there was a dog running down the ramp, and uh, Malachi waved by to the crowd, and, uh, and he, you know what I mean, like, this is what these dumbasses are talking about, and Cole Cabana, who, and, and, and this is one thing I'll agree on with Punk, who gives a flying fuck about Cole Cabana already, come on. I'll give them I'll give those guys credit for one thing though and I think it was Alvarez cuz he was pissed at Alvarez, you could tell. And I found it hilarious. <laughs> he took the bait. The one thing is is they took they sent the hook out and Punk was like, "Chomp." <laughs> I mean, they didn't even have to reel him in. He reeled himself in. Uh, but anyway. So Tony Khan starts complaining, like literally complaining about this and there's no follow-up like what shows are you talking about how would clash at the castle in the middle of the day saturday more than 24 hours before your show affect your pay-per-view buys how would an nxt pay-per-view in the middle of the day the same day affect your pay-per-view buys and even if he was talking about gcw it was the night before what do you, like what do you mean where are you going with this and then he goes i got a lot of money and I, i'm not going to stand for this and i'll spend the money and i mean you got to listen to it i mean again i don't want to misquote him but he definitely said i have a lot of money and i'm not going to stand for this i know he said that what and what does that mean like well i'm not going to stand for this what are you going to do Uh, Let's just be honest. If I was sitting there and I had the opportunity to interview Tony Khan right now, my question would be is, you said you're not going to stand for this. What are you going to do? Lay it out for me. What are you going to do? How are you not going to stand for this? Are you going to take Dynamite and put it on Monday night against Raw? Are you going to take it and put it against SmackDown on Friday? What are you gonna do? Run a show up against WrestleMania, against the Royal Rumble? What are you? What the fuck are you gonna do? You have less than half the audience they do. What you should be thankful for is that they didn't run a damn show at the same time as your pay-per-view. I I I show them respect and. I'm. I want the best for the wrestling business, and I don't feel the same thing coming back my way, and blah blah blah. What, dude? You're as delusional as CM Punk. What are you even fucking talking about at this point? I'm. I'm just. I'm like flabber. I'm flabbergasted that he's saying all this. And then it dawned on me. This is the problem. They're fucking delusional. They're delusional. He thinks, because he has a lot of money, that he's going to win. You know, Ted Turner thought that too, buddy. How many countless other people? Where's Dixie Carter right now? Huh, Tony? You're going to win? You're not going to stand for this? Honestly, if I'm Triple H... Or I'm Stephanie McMahon. Or I'm... I, I mean, I was calling him redheaded StepCon, but I'm just going to call him NickCon now because nobody's a redheaded stepchild to this fucking moron. I don't care how much money you have. You could Listen, you could have all the money in your world. What I saw tonight was either a pussy or a moron or both. Sorry, that's just what I saw. And I'd say it to your face because I really don't give a fuck. What the... F- I would literally be like, when's this asshole's next pay-per-view? Oh, November 19th okay here's what we're gonna do we're gonna um we're gonna book an all women's WWE show on November 19th and put it up against full gear <laughs> you know oh you know what we'll do an NXT show instead NXt pay-per-view maybe we'll headline it with Bobby Fish. <laughs> I mean, what what are you gonna do, Tony? You're gonna you're gonna shut down Peacock with all your money? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I would literally call his bluff right now. I I thank you, AEW Scrum. Media Scrum for reinvigorating my love for pro wrestling because I am so much more interested in this behind the scenes shit and this business stuff than I am with the product you morons are putting on TV right now. That I literally want the WWE to run a show hour for hour up against Full Gear just to see what happens. It just he. He might have a nervous breakdown, and I don't, and I really don't want to see that. But he might have a nervous breakdown. Because, or what? What is he like? What? What is he gonna do? I will not stand for this. I mean, <laughs> really, really, what are you gonna, what are you gonna fight, Triple H? You weigh ninety pounds. Stephanie will kick your ass. Like, <laughs> uh, Oh, my God. He he talked tough. He talked tougher about WWE and how he's not going to stand for this than he did while his talent sat right next to him and shit on his EVPs. The guys he started the company with. CM Punk sat next to him and shit on the guys he started the company with. And he sat there like a mute. And he's going to not stand for this when it comes to the WWE. (laughs) Folks, this went about 15 minutes longer than I anticipated. I love you to death. Cool Down with AC. I'm Daddy Cool AC. Retromania Wrestling Podcast Network. Cool Truth Podcast Productions. I leave you with that thought. I leave you with that thought. We'll be back later in the week. Have a happy Labor Day. Especially for all you those that work, because that's really what it's for. Or like Levin calls it, Taxpayer Day. (laughs) Good night, everybody. Take care. Later in the week, we'll break down the pay-per-view. We'll break down the matches. We will also break down uh, Clash at the Castle, which I think it'll be a more positive, fun wrestling show than this was but i gotta tell you i enjoyed doing this show tonight i hope you enjoyed it if it hey listen if you guys like it and you listen i'll do more of it because this behind the scenes stuff i'm all in on it it's hilarious all right cool down with ac good night everybody